Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Oh my gosh, yesterday was so, so bananas, man. Yesterday was my two-year anniversary on the radio. A lot of you listened to it live. Maybe the big, long thing on it. It just went by really fast, but I didn't expect much. Uh, I just, you know, I, I did a normal rundown. I figured Jim put something together, producer Jim over there. But I never expected what happened. We had a piece of audio video sent into the show from someone you might know. And I swear I thought it was a joke because only the audio was playing in my ear. You got to check this out. I'll play that for you in a second. I got a big show for you today. But first, most importantly, um, is, is something going on that government's not telling us? You know me, I don't get out ahead of my skis, bother some people, but it's all right. I'd rather be right than be first, but I'd also rather not be stupid. And there, and there are a lot of signs out there that something's up they may not be telling us about. I mean, actual like signs and stuff. Stay tuned. We're going to open up the show with that today because I think it's the most important story, even with all the big announcement and stuff last night. Uh, first, first sponsor, Relief Band. This is my actual Relief Band. Got me through chemotherapy. Absolutely love this product. It's the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband. It's been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and more. I can tell you firsthand, it works. I used it. You just turn it on and turn it up. It's that simple. My two buttons on it right there. Whether you need everyday relief or just an occasional cure from nausea, their patented technology makes feeling sick a thing of the past. It's like the name says, Relief Band is legitimately a band you wear on your wrist to give you relief from nausea. It's safe, drug-free, and has zero side effects. Plus, they have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating and over 100,000 satisfied customers. So they're a brand you can trust. My daughter used it on the boat and she gets a little motion sickness too. Works like that. With your summer trips around the corner, you want to be prepared for anything. If you want a band that actually works at relieving your nausea, check out Relief Band. We've got an exclusive offer just for my listeners here. If you go to reliefband.com slash Bongino and use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head on over to reliefband.com slash Bongino. Use our promo code Bongino for 20% off plus free shipping. Reliefband.com slash Bongino. All right. Thanks, Relief Band. Joseph. Let's go. And away we go. I always need that intro. Intro gives me time to get a little sip of water. You know, when you talk, you wind up expelling a lot of uh, fluid out of your body. You don't even realize it. You talk for four hours like me, get dehydrated. You're like, damn, what just happened? Why am I snapping all the time? What's going on? So (laughs) this happened yesterday. At the beginning of the show, my producer on the radio, Jim, says, listen, um, just don't talk when we go live. We go live like, 12.05 and 30-something seconds. You know the deal, Joe. It's like intros and a liner and all that other stuff. And then usually they just give you a new ear. They say, go. Jim says, don't say anything. We got something special. But I'm like, what's he going to do? Is he going to start singing something? Happy anniversary, two years to you. I'm like, what the hell's going on? He says, I just want you to listen to this. And he played this. Check this out. A very big congratulations to Dan on the two-year anniversary of the great Dan Bongino radio show. I've done it many times and... It's got some real power. I know millions join me in wishing you the best and looking forward to many years to come. You're a spectacular person, Dan. Congratulations. And I will be tuning in to listen. Thank you. That, I mean, that's like the coolest thing. I, I, man, I thought that was a joke because I didn't see the video. I thought that was Sean Farish. Sean Farish, our buddy, he's in the chat sometimes. He has his own podcast. He's the best Trump impersonator out there. That was real. So I sent a text to his team. I said, thank you so much. He said, hey, president loves you. I said, well, I feel the same. That's a loyal guy right there, folks. Someone in the chat suggests I wear the suit from Dune. I love that movie, Dune. I'm obsessed with it. The hydration (laughs) suit from Dune. Is that that real? I thought that was just a movie. I didn't realize that was a documentary. I'll have to look that up. See if it's for sale on like Public SQ or something like that. (laughs) Thank you, President Trump. It's a loyal guy right there, man. He's always been good to me. I'll never forget that. Uh, big announcement last night from what he's going to be his primary opponent, Ron DeSantis. We'll get into that. But folks, uh, given everything going on, for me to put this story first, uh, should say to you that something's up. I've been withholding this story for a little bit because I don't want to get crazy with anything and I want to scare anyone. But uh, listen, man, I got to be straight up and candid with you. When I saw this story pop yesterday from the New York Times, I'm like, enough's enough. There is something going on, and I think it involves China and Taiwan. Folks, I I need you to understand, if China invades Taiwan, the potential for World War III, an actual World War III, not a figurative one, 
where every country in the world is impacted and impacted deeply and may have to provide military assistance or direct military troops themselves in this fight. The world as you know it is going to change overnight. Overnight. So I saw this pop from the New York Times yesterday, and only idiots ignore warning signs. Chinese malware hits systems on Guam. Is Taiwan the real target? So apparently some malware made its way through some old servers into Guam that weren't adequately protected. Listen, if I'm saying it wrong with the tech people, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a tech guy. Let me just throw that out there in advance. I'm not pretending to be. So if you're like, oh, it wasn't a code. It was, I get it. I'm just reporting what I'm reading. However, I know what a hack is and I know what malware is. Folks, why would the Chinese Communist Party through a sophisticated hacking infrastructure they have over there and they do, why would they target Guam? Well, they would target Guam because that's one of our main front lines of defense if there is going to be a World War III in that theater over there. I've been to Guam. I've been, you've been to Guam? Yes, I've been to Guam. We, um, it's a long story, but in my prior line of work, I've been to Guam and let's just say without me giving up any secrets, because if I tell you why I was there, it would be giving up secrets, but let's just say we've got a lot of stuff on Guam. You get what I'm saying? You don't think the Chinese Communist Party knows that? Are they prepping a hit on Taiwan? As in soon? Are they afraid of this next election? I think they are. I think as President Trump starts to gain momentum in this race against Biden, they don't want anything to do with President Trump. It's my crazy man theory of politics. Don't mess with the crazy man. They see, this is not meant to be an insult, so please don't take it the wrong way. They see President Trump, the Chinese Communist Party, like we see Kim Jong-un. They do. They think he's crazy. And ladies and gentlemen, the crazy man theory always works out for the crazy man because nobody with the crazy man. You get what I'm saying? It's why an impoverished country where no one's even eating in North Korea that has zero economy has managed to dictate their own role in world geopolitics for five decades now because everybody thinks they're freaking crazy. China thinks that about Trump. Are they prepping an invasion? Now, that story in and of itself, you may say, all right, malware, they hit Guam. No big deal. Maybe it was an accident. Who knows? Maybe a hacker accidentally pulled a white rabbit Neo trick and was like, oh, wow, look what happened. But then I thought of this story that I've been watching for a little bit, too. You start to kind of weave these threads together here. Washington Times. U.S. Senate issues at least 50 satellite phones as a security measure. You can read this story, and I suggest you do it the newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Hmm. That's interesting. Now, again, in my prior line of work, I was part of a program that the uh, details are classified. I don't say that to impress you. A lot of people were part of classified programs, but this was a very classified program. And that's a, that's a, that's a little interesting. That some 50 U.S. senators, which would conveniently be just enough to vote on something in an emergency, Joe, right? Yeah. Because 50 plus the vice president would be 50. That's really strange. They got satellite phones. China's hitting Guam, our main source of ability to fight back in that theater over there. Huh. And then I saw this story back in October, been holding on to for a while. The Hill, U.S. purchases $290 million of a drug for use in radiological and nuclear emergencies. Oh, man. Whoa. Huh? That is so strange. Yeah. Wow. $290 million. That's a lot of drugs. That's a lot of drugs. $290 million. What kind of drug is that? $290 million. That's a lot of stuff. Listen, I don't want to get anyone hysterical here. Someone noted in the chat room that the satellite phones were in case of a disruptive event. Yeah, what kind of disruptive event? You're right. What are they talking about there? You love how they use the language and they, oh, disruptive event. You're right in the chat. Folks, don't ignore any of this. Listen to me. There is nothing wrong, hysterical, irrational, or unreasonable about you being prepared. I'm not trying to scare you. It's not my interest in doing that. But I come from a line of work where we got paid to be scared really scared and really anxious because if you're really anxious and scared, you do things to make yourself not anxious and scared like preparing. 
Make sure you have some food. Make sure you have some water. Make sure you have disinfection products, alcohol. No, not Don Julio 1942, but you may need that too. Some peroxide, some Hibiclen, some, some soap. Make sure you have water filtration. Make sure you have your firearms. Make sure you have a couple tarps. Make sure you have clothing, duct tape, simple stuff. Folks, this stuff is for real. The peace dividend is over. Chinese Communist Party is not dicking around, okay? And the fact that all this is happening at the same time is not being done by accident. There's no way a bunch of lazy risk analysts in the government, which sadly I've dealt with, a lot of them. There's no way all this is happening by coincidence. All right, a lot more to talk about, including what happened last night. Big launch for uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. Jumped in formally into the presidential race yesterday, 6 o'clock last night. I'm going to handle this the way I'm going to handle every single presidential announcement going forward, um, from Perry Johnson to Nikki Haley to uh, to Tim Scott to Ron DeSantis, because everybody, a supporter of all these candidates, deserves to hear an unbiased perspective, okay? And I'm going to give you that. Well, let's handle it from pros and cons. I'm going to do the cons first so I can leave you with a bit of good news. I don't want to leave anybody pissed off. I mean, they are Republicans, and in the end, we're going to have to coalesce. But last night, um, Governor DeSantis, they, his team decided to do the announcement via Twitter space. Uh, it, it didn't go well. I, I think on the left and the right, a lot of people are acknowledging this. And for those of you who don't know what a Twitter space is, and I got to tell you, this was a little bit of um, bias on my part. I assumed most people knew what a Twitter space was. That's on me. Huge mistake. Twitter space, very simply, is you can go into your Twitter account and set up like one big conference call. It's like a Twitter space. That's really what it is. And people will see at the top on a bar that you've started a space and can join in. There's a ton of people who do it. This uh, Mario, he does big ones. They have these Twitter, and you'll see them at the top of your account. All you got to do is click on, and you can listen, and everybody knows you're listening. So it's a, it's a pretty cool mechanism they have, but the tech wasn't ready. Now, my humble opinion here, folks, I'm going to throw something out there. You ready? I'm not so sure that the people working for Twitter right now aren't actively sabotaging Elon Musk. I'm not. Listen, we, we did a number of launches at Rumble. We've had President Trump over there forever. We've had no problems. No problems. At throwing a guy under the bus, we've, you know, we've had no problems. Remember, we're doing video too. A Twitter space is audio. Video is, 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 is an exponentially more consuming of server space than audio, obviously, right? I'm not so sure people aren't sabotaging this guy from within, from within the company. I, it really was a mess. I tried to log in. You couldn't hear anything. There were people in the background talking. Um, and then about 20 minutes later, they had to cut the feed. And then finally, it came back up and seemed to run smoothly through there. So obviously, the cons, the tech glitches don't look good. Now, on the tech glitches, here's why it's an even bigger issue. The tech glitches undercut the narrative. Remember this. Remember, you guys remember one of my golden rules of politics. We haven't mentioned this one in a long time. Hmm. My P1s out there, you remember this one. Joe, I've said it a lot. What are the most damaging narratives, stories, media stories, narratives you're going to see in politics? They're ones that disrupt your pre-existing notion of who someone is. Don't ever forget that. Why did the whole like grab them and all this other stuff not really deeply impact Donald Trump? The hard reality is because Donald Trump spoke openly in the past about him being, you know, out there and doing this thing and partying and stuff. No, it didn't, better or worse, it didn't disrupt your previous notion of who he was. He had already spoken about all this stuff on Howard Stern. I've used this example over and over again. Now, if that story came up about Ted Cruz, it'd be different. It'd be much different. So the story about Donald Trump, you change a pre-existing narrative. When DeSantis runs on the narrative of being the guy like the no drama guy, remember Obama ran on no drama Obama? We're just going to be like bean counters and get things done. Remember that? DeSantis is trying to emulate that model. The problem that DeSantis team's going to have now is once the launch goes well, the orchestra pit theory of politics takes over. I wrote about this in my second book, uh, The Fight. 
You know what the orchestra, you guys heard of this? The orchestra pit theory of politics? Hmm. It's Roger Ailes theory. He's not with us anymore. Used to run Fox News, Roger Ailes. So when you're trying to run on a competency narrative and the tech collapses on you, it changes your pre-existing notion of being the squared away, buttoned up, tie up, button your button, tighten your tie guy. You get it? What makes it even worse is the orchestra pit theory. The orchestra pit theory, Roger Ailes used to say is this. You got two guys on a stage, right? One is super competent, smart. He's talking about the most bold solution for Middle East peace, Joe, we've ever seen. The other guy's an idiot, doesn't know anything about it, doesn't even know where the Middle East is. Uh-huh. The guy who knows everything on the stage falls in the orchestra pit. What's the story the next day? It's about the orchestra pit. Yeah. This guy fell in the, oh my gosh. Nobody mentions again that he had the solution for Middle East peace. Nobody. No, don't ever forget the orchestra pit theory of politics. He is he was a hundred percent correct. I wrote about this in my book. This is this is the problem. You can't do that, man. You when you gotta keep that in mind. It, here's another issue, cons-wise, about what happened last night with the DeSantis launch. There's no video. There's no video. Think of the most popular platforms out there. YouTube, Rumble, TikTok, Instagram, Instagram Reels, Facebook, Twitter. Heavy, heavy video. People want to see video. They want to see your face. They don't want to hear your voice only. They don't. It's not a radio launch. A radio show is different. It's an intimate medium, but it's long form. It's like an audio book, right? That's not what this was meant to be. And there was no video. My humble opinion, with the greatest of respect for the DeSantis team, you know I love my governor down here. He's a great guy, amazing governor. It was a bad call, man. It was a bad call. Now, one more downside before we get to some of the cons. I'll get to his announcement, too. Folks, his opponents are all vested in pouncing. They were going gl- to jump on any glitch, and the potential for a glitch was super high. This had never been done at this scale before. We've done it before over at Rumble. We've actually done it, and it's worked. Again, it's not that I'm not, I'm not suggesting that, you know, it was done on... Someone may have done something on purpose, sabotage this guy. Don't know. But Fox News jumped on it right away. Oh, the glitch. Even Gowdy took a shot at DeSantis in his first interview, which I was kind of like, he's like, Fox News won't crash, which was kind of a weird thing to say. Fox News doesn't want Twitter as a competitor. Obviously, they were going to pounce. Biden's going to pounce because he hates DeSantis. They jumped on it. You fell in the orchestra pit. Of course, they're going to cover it. Nikki Haley jumped on it. And, of course, Donald Trump jumped on it, too. But the biggest con of the whole thing, I thought, last night, the biggest downside, con, like it was like, like he was conning us. I mean, con like downside. I'll get to the pros in a minute. I think they recovered pretty nicely. But uh, Seamus uh, Coughlin, forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong, was on Tim Pool's show. I was on the other day. He was on last night. And he brought up a great point that Ron DeSantis is going to have to fix. Folks, the governor is an amazing guy when he's going and sparring back and forth with the media. His value added is kicking the media in the nuts. That's just his value. He does it and he does it great because he's whip smart. But he's got to pick it up with the speeches, man. They come off very robotic. You can't be right. I've noticed this when I campaign with him. He's, he's, he's he, you know, he'd speak after his wife sometimes. His wife is an amazing speaker. And he came off very robotic. He's got to fix this. He's got to fix this. Why? Because remember, contrasts in politics are everything. Everything. And when you contrast a relatively monotone, kind of almost boring speaking style with Trump, Joe, who's like the hands are going and he's like using hyperbolic language and he's chest puffing and he's shadow boxing. It just doesn't work, man. It just doesn't work. It's what crushed Ben Carson in the presidential debates. He just got lost on the stage. You're going to have Tim Scott on the stage, Donald Trump, these dynamic speakers, Vivek, who does a great job. You're just going to get buried, man. You got to like boom, boom, boom. Amphetamine rush. Here's Seamus Coughlin last night saying exactly that. Check this out. 
I like DeSantis a lot. I think everything he was saying there was spot on, every single word. I, but I'll be honest, I was I was literally bored to tears. I mean, it's remarkable <laughs> to me that someone who said so many things that were so true that would have gotten a standing ovation from any group of conservatives who are outside of the establishment where they just delivered with a little bit more energy could be so boring when addressed in such a, a plain, monotone way. Yeah. I think that you're right. He needs media training. Again, I'm not trying to be harsh on the guy. There's a, there's a lot about DeSantis, which is really, really great. He has to fix this. A lot of people in the chat agree with me about Twitter insiders. I think they sabotage this guy, which is a real shame. Elon and DeSantis. I don't know that to be true, but my gosh, what a mess. He's, Seamus Coggin is 100% correct. You have got, you got to pick it up, man. He is going to get buried on the stage. And let me tell you a dark horse in this. Don't laugh either. A dark horse in this, I don't think he's going to take out President Trump. I think he's going to coast to the nomination, to be clear. But a dark horse in this right now, because everybody's fighting for number two, is Vivek. I remember. I, I, I thought that this morning when I was thinking. Dude. I did. He's picking up some steam I, in New Hampshire. The guy came from nowhere. He's in like fourth place. Ah, oh, fourth place. That's uh, folks. He's polling ahead of the former vice president. How about that? Yeah. Total dark horse. Remember, Joe, they're all competing for number two. Right. Trump's yes, going to take are. the thing. I'm reasonably. They're competing for number yeah. two. Vivek is, and he's a dynamic speaker. I know him. I know him personally. Uh, folks, uh, listen, just remember I said that. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. I'll give you the pros. In other words, he picked it up. And DeSantis gave a pretty good, uh, his rollout ad was pretty good. I think it's going to work out. Uh, you know, people forget about it. You fall in the orchestra pit, but you know what? Someone else falls later. So that's the thing about the news cycle. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's over fast. Americanfinancing.net. You feeling trapped? Trapped by what? You're mounting credit card debt, making minimum payments month after month, only to see the, bu- uh, the balance barely budge. I understand how stressful that can be, but guess what? If you own a home, there's a smarter way to tackle the debt. It's time to unlock the power of being a homeowner. With American financing, you can use the equity in your home to pay off your high interest credit card debt. Simple math. Imagine saying goodbye to those never-ending interest charges. The best part, their customers are saving an average of $700 a month. Their salary-based mortgage consultants will walk you through your savings. With no upfront fees, no obligation, you could close in as fast as 10 days. And if you start now, you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. Don't worry about your credit. American financing specializes in finding solutions for homeowners like you. The time to act is now. Don't wait another minute. Call today. Here's a number, 888-994-7660. That's 888-994-7660. Or visit them online at AmericanFinancing.net. That's a .net, not a .com. AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLS, org. Thanks, American Financing. We appreciate it. All right, so here are the pros. After they cleaned that up, it went pretty well. Uh, he's definitely a conservative. I have no doubt at all about Ron DeSantis's conservative bona fides. I watched what he done, what he did here to transform Florida. Zero doubt at all. The ad he put out yesterday was pretty good. I'll play it for you. It's a pretty good ad. I think he's going to do well with it. Kind of highlights some of his strong points and the speech part of it's pretty good. About a little over a minute. Check this out. Our border is a disaster. Crime infests our cities. The federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet and the president flounders. But decline is a choice. Success is attainable, and freedom is worth fighting for. Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions. Truth must be our foundation, and common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. In Florida, We proved that it can be done. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. You guys are hilarious in the chat. People ask me if Guy sabotaging the show. Yes, 100%. You're fired. <laughs> Justin, get him out of here right now. Geezer. You got handcuffs back there? Escort him out. And then some other, someone else in the chat room asked me if I'm being paid by Ron DeSantis to endorse Trump. I already endorsed. Did you miss that show? What? <laughs> I don't I, I get it. It's, I, but, I, you know, 
Ugh. Folks, listen, it's going to be a long primary season. Let me just be crystal clear where we are right now, because if this show isn't for you, it's not for you. I under, I'm not here to kiss anybody's ass, and I'm never doing it. I need you to understand something. I am a conservative first. I'm not a member of anybody's cult or anything like that. I'm here to give everybody a fair shake. I'm not here to crap on other conservatives. I think Donald Trump's the best candidate. I've said as much repeatedly, multiple times. But everyone's going to get a fair shake here. You know why? The country's in danger. And one of these guys is going to win. I think it's going to be President Trump. I hope it's going to be President Trump. And I hope we have another great four years. However, if it's not, I'm going to be supporting the conservative. I need you to understand that. And everyone's going to get a fair shake. If that's not for you, I understand. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to have this conversation, but I want to be absolutely clear with people. Everyone deserves a fair shot. If you were running for president, I'd do the same thing for you. Maybe because I was a political candidate who felt like I was screwed over by a bunch of party insider goons. And Joe lived through that with me. People shut me out of stuff. Yep. I'm not doing that to anyone else. I let you know where I stand. President Trump's my guy, but everyone's going to get a fair shake here. Uh, DeSantis was on with Trey Gowdy last night on Fox. Pretty decent follow-up appearance. This is why, again, the orchestra pit theory, um, you know, people forget about it and eventually someone else falls in. So here's a clip last night what he had to say with Trey Gowdy. Check this out. We need to win again as Republicans. We got to dispense with this culture of losing. And if you nominate me, uh, I pledge to you that on January 20th, 2025, at high noon, that I'll be the guy on the west side of the Capitol uh, with the left hand on the Bible and the right hand in the air, taking the oath of office as the 47th president of the United States. No more excuses. We've got to get this one done. And anybody that's so inclined to help us, I would love to have your support. Yeah, I like uh, I like a candidate who exudes confidence. I think that's why, obviously, I've been always attracted to the Trump campaign. Confidence certainly isn't his problem, but that's good. That's the way to come out there. Take some balls to say that. Come this day, I'm going to be swearing in as president of the United States. All right. All right. I like this part uh, about Christopher Ray. There's been a lot of changes of heart about Christopher Ray, whether it's DeSantis or Trump. Yeah, both of them had issues with this guy. He's the FBI director. Uh, and Gowdy asked him a question last night. Gowdy, ironically, has had a big change of heart on the FBI, too. Remember, Gowdy was like, oh, the FBI did everything by the numbers. So whatever that was. But here he is on the FBI director, and let's hope he sticks to his word if he winds up winning, because this guy needs to go. Take a listen. Governor, you were on the Judiciary Committee. You were on the Oversight Committee. You had a very close-up view of the Department of Justice and the FBI. If you become president, uh, what would you do to change or fix both of those entities? What are you looking for in an attorney general? And would you keep Chris Ray as the director of the FBI? No, I would not keep Chris Ray as director of the FBI. There'd be a new one on day one. Yes, yes. And then, but it's not just him. Let's not make this mistake we made the last time. All right, fellas and ladies, it's not just him. It's the ADs. Who are the ADs? The ads? No, the assistant directors. It's the deputy assistant directors. It's the SACs of field offices, special agents in charge of field offices. who've been. Involved. It's a special agent in charge of their intel division. Whoever's in charge of these people all have to go. We need new management at the FBI. One big sign, though, yesterday, before I move on to my next one, because it's not just the FBI, it's a story that on this aired on CBS, by the way, a mega story about the IRS. Something's definitely going on behind the scenes. They must know something about the Bidens. I'll show you what I mean. Someone knows something. But just to close this out, a big sign from DeSantis yesterday. I told you there were two things to watch. The media framing of his launch, right? The framing's obvious. All you had to do was read playbook this morning. Did you guys see it? It's obvious. The playbook framing of the whole thing was, oh, I missed that in the beginning. Do you have that key? The playbook thing? I, I didn't go to that, that, uh, that element. Play, yeah, yeah, throw it up. The playbook's already framing this thing. Oh, the botched rollout, and there, you know, with the Twitter stuff. So, unfortunately, the framing, they're never going to fix at this point. You can see playbook. Why DeSantis' disastrous launch matters. So, playbook already hit that part. That didn't work out, but it wasn't the greatest launch. I think we can all uh, concede that point. But second, I said, is DeSantis going to hit Trump? Because what happens to everyone who hits Trump, ladies and gentlemen, head on? The answer is they get run over like a damn freight train. <laughs> Out of like a, you know, like a Woody Woodpecker cartoon. You know, remember the cartoon show? They timed it on a Popeye cartoon. Oh, help me, Popeye. Everybody gets run over. 
So yesterday, DeSantis didn't do that. DeSantis is sticking with this other kind of Glenn Youngkin approach, the governor of Virginia, where you like acknowledge Trump's success stories. And when it comes to confronting him, you don't confront him directly. You confront like you talk about it in generic. Do you get what I'm saying? In generic terms, like, well, people shouldn't post stuff on Twitter. Well, what people? Yeah. Trump? Right. No, no, people. People. They're, he didn't do that. I, I think he realizes you go head on with Trump. But ask Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio, man. It ain't going to happen. So I'm not sure where he's going to go with that. We'll see. But it's not just the FBI in trouble, folks. This IRS story aired on CBS. I'm telling you, they know something about the Bidens. Let me get to my next sponsor. I'll, I'll show you the clip. This is mind-blowing that they put this out there. They're not doing it to do media stuff. GetRefunds.com. You've seen the CEO of Innovation Refunds and GetRefunds.com on TV explaining how he's helped so many small businesses with the ERC tax refunds. They've completed over 17,000 returns for lots of different kinds of businesses just like yours, including over $700 million for construction companies, over $200 million in restaurants, bars, and hotels. Innovation Refunds has hundreds of five-star Trustpilot and Google reviews, and they're certified with the Better Business Bureau. In around eight minutes, you can easily start the process on GetRefunds.com, and you could be on your way to receiving up to $26,000 per employee. The ERC tax credit is a refund of your already paid taxes. It's not a loan. It's designed to let the business owner direct a refund money into anything the business needs to grow. It's money you can use to improve your business however you see fit. Go to GetRefunds.com to start the process. There's no upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Innovation Refunds has already helped clients claim over $5 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC. They may be able to help your business too. Go to GetRefunds.com or download the app from the App Store today. That's GetRefunds.com. Thanks, GetRefunds.com. We appreciate it. It's not just the FBI. Watch this mind blower over there on CBS where an IRS whistleblower is like, hey, man, they're trying to cover up this Hunter Biden case. This is on CBS which tells me there is something out there really, really bad about the Bidens. Nothing is a coincidence. Nothing is by accident. Take a listen. When I took control of this particular investigation, I immediately saw it, you know, it was way outside the norm of what, what I've uh, experienced in the past. Gary Shapley is a supervisory special agent for the IRS, where he's worked for 14 years. In January 2020, he was assigned to what he calls a high-profile investigation. Who's the subject of the investigation? I can't con confirm or deny the, the subject of this investigation. Why not? Because, you know, part of the tax secrecy laws don't allow it. Shapley can't say it, but CBS News has learned the investigation was the probe of Hunter Biden by the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware. Senior Biden administration officials have vowed to let it run its course without interference. It's not restricted in his investigation in any way. But CBS News has obtained this letter Shapley's lawyers sent to Congress Monday alleging irregularities in DOJ's handling of the investigation. Shapley is seeking legal protections from Congress so he can share specifics of his allegations. There was multiple steps that were, were slow walked at the uh, direction of, of the Department of Justice. Had you ever encountered that before? I have not, no. These deviations from normal process, and, and, and each and every time, it seemed to, to always benefit the subject. Why is CBS putting this on the air? They're doing journalism. No, 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 Clarice. He covets Buffalo. He is not. This is not journalism, okay? CBS may be doing journalism, but it's not journalistic what they're doing. Does that make sense? They're not doing journalism. There is something out there that is catastrophic to the Biden team. Okay, Dan, what is it? You want an answer? Okay, I'll give you one. There is a document out there in possession of the FBI that the FBI under the hapless, corrupt Christopher Wray is desperately fighting tooth and nail with blood on their fangs, like vampires, fighting off an army of werewolves to try to keep you from seeing. What is that document? It's a document indicating that an informant to the FBI has information about Joe Biden and the Biden Inc. family taking money in exchange for policy decisions. Ladies and gentlemen, it would be the biggest blackmail scandal, bribery scandal in the history of the United States government. The FBI does not want to give the document up. Why? Because it's going to blow this thing open. Blow it open legally? Biden going to be in handcuffs? No, no, no. I don't trust the Justice Department to do squat. I see in these chat rooms, these people are always like, 
Oh, he keeps telling us something's going to happen. I do. Do you even listen to my show? I'm telling you, these people are a protected class. Nothing is going to happen to these Democrats. However, however, they don't care about the legality because they know they've got their ace in the hole, which is what? Merrick Garland is going to make everything. So what are they worried about? Well, the FBI is essentially functioning like a political action committee for Biden. And what's the first part of that? Oh, political. Oh, they're worried about the policy. Yeah. Yes. The Biden team wants nothing more. What does every first-term president want? Do I have to ask this again? Joe, what does every first-term president want? You know the answer? Every first-term president wants a second term. That's all they want. That's all they want. The power. I've been in the White House, ladies and gentlemen. You have no idea what it's like to be president. It is intoxicating every second. I've been there. I lived it. You're right there with these guys all the time. He wants a second term. If a major blackmail scandal blows up and they can't hide it in the public anymore, they know it's going to destroy this guy. So why is CBS putting this out there? I think the media knows he's in real trouble and they're trying to get this guy out of there now before this gets worse. There's no other explanation, folks. None. None. By the way, another story you may want to read in the newsletter. New York Post. Here's an interesting one. The IRS, I just mentioned that this whistleblower alleges is making the Hunter Biden case go away, if you know what I mean. Opened up a tax probe on journalist Matt Taibbi on Christmas Eve following the Twitter files document dump. Oh, gosh, that's (laughs) a coincidence. That's so strange. How did that happen? Swamp's not real. It's a conspiracy theory, right? Oh, conspiracy theory. You watch when that document surfaces. James Comer, the congressman who's leading oversight on this, is fighting tooth and nail right now. Tooth and nail to get that document from the FBI. If that document pops, he's going to be in real trouble politically. Legally, Garland, make it all go away. But it's going to be genuine trouble for this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Biden's is at like 30% approval right now on a lot of issues. This guy cannot afford to lose any more points. All right, let me move on. I got a couple more stories. Folks, the culture war which has been a huge downside for us forever, okay? We've been losing the culture war for 40 years. I'm sorry, it's just a fact. And it's not your fault. Everyone, my buddies here in the chat, love you all. You're the best. It's not your fault. You didn't do anything. We have been led astray by focus groups, lobbyists, insiders, politicians, and rhinos who've told us for 30 and 40 years, don't worry, don't talk about immigration, abortion, guns, or just talk about school choice, and talk about tax cuts, and we'll win. Well, what happened? The left steamrolled us, and now we've got uh, Target putting uh, clothing in the front of the store, teaching uh, people how to tuck and bind their their reproductive organs, male and woman. I mean, it's just insane. It's insane what's going on right now. But I'm sensing a turn, man. I'm sensing a turn. You can see in this clip by NBC where they start melting down. They don't know what to say. So it, it turns out that one of the people, according to this story, Involved with this Target, that this the store Target, the line of products. I didn't know what folks. I'm I'm sorry, I don't know, but teaching transgender kids how to tuck their the stuff, you know, the stuff, you know, the the thingy, the stuff, like the, and then like the thingies up. You got to bind no bind them. Like I I don't I don't know, but I don't know about this. I. I, I, I didn't know anybody. I had never heard of this before. Junk tuck. Target's like well, apparently all behind this. Joe's like, yeah, really? Well, we can do that. That's is that painful? Like that sounds like, uh, you know, oh. kind of sounds like it kind of yeah. hurts. Yeah. yeah. So they, now that this is breaking wide open and Target stock is dropping, Bud Light's getting smoked. NBC is coming into the rescue, but they found out one of the people involved with this clothing line is like a Satanist or something like that. I want you to listen to how NBC just like casually throws that in the story. Like it's no big deal. And uh, by the way, they are a Satanist. <laughs> Check this out. It's crazy. A controversy over Pride Month products is causing headaches for retail giant Target. It says safety is behind its decision to halt some sales. Miguel Almaguer explains. Tonight, Target, one of the nation's largest retailers, is pulling some products that celebrate Pride Month off store shelves. Citing threats to employees, the company says, given these volatile circumstances, we are making adjustments to our plans, including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior. Okay, these are like 
naked people on shirts. The retailer removing LGBTQ brand App Prowlin from their stores and website, whose products featured satanic themes. Target also reportedly reviewing its adult collection of tuck-friendly swimsuits that allows trans people who have not had gender-affirming operations to conceal their private parts. Those items have been at the center of misinformation. <laughs> this is like, Joe, this is a salad bowl of leftist euphemisms. Gender affirming care. No, no, no. Your gender is what you're born with. You're not affirming anything. That's like leftist nonsense. Gender affirming care. You mean cutting off your nuts or something? But what are you talking about? They're like tuck friendly gear. You what tuck friendly? Is that what we're calling this now? And then I love the line. Uh, and it was a Satan friendly line or whatever. Wait, why? What? I love how NBC covers all and they like gloss over it like it's no big deal. Oh, Satan. Like the Prince of Darkness, Satan, like that, that Satan. And NBC covers it like no one's going to catch it. Oh, yeah, it's just a Satan clothing and, and Target. No, no big deal. Folks, the culture war is shifting, man, right beneath your feet. Stay hot. Stay ready financially. Your financial weapons are your weapons in this fight. Bud Light out. Target out. Miller Light out. For this Ford Raptor, I was going to get another Ford Raptor. I'm stuck. I got a Ford now. What are you going to do? I can't burn it. But I'm, that's it for me. That's the end of that. I was going to buy a Raptor. Night, night. See ya. Until they clean up that mess. Your financial weapons matter. Use them. Spend your money wisely. All right. This debt ceiling fight is hilarious. Did you know um, Steve Munchkin? Uh, Steve, Mu Steve Munchkin? Apparently, Steve Munchkin made a verbal appearance at the White House. If you're wondering who the hell Steve Munchkin is, you're like, wait, Steve Mnuchin, the old press secretary? No, no, Steve Munchkin. Stay tuned. This gets better, I promise. PatriotMobile.com. I don't know about you, but it takes a lot to shock me these days to see our judicial system look like a third world Republican and woke companies jumping in to support all this destructive crap. It's insane. We got to fight back, but we couldn't in the past because there were no options. Big mobile companies have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it. Because as I said, no other option existed. Well, now it does. Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda pushed by leftists working hard to destroy this country. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support a company that believes in free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team just makes switching, makes it easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or give them a call at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Dan. patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 878-PATRIOT. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. I should have said the why there. The culture war is shifting and I can see it because markets are moving right now in a direction where people have money at stake. Follow me here, folks. They got skin in the game. Their asses in the grass, right? Them right there. If they thought Target, if this was a good move, and they thought what Bud Light was doing was a good move and that the culture was moving in a pro-trans war against uh, America direction, right, then people wouldn't be selling off the stock in mass. You know what it takes to move the stock for a major corporation, a Bud and Target? You have any idea how many people have to sell rather than buy? When your money's in the game, all of a sudden you start seeing in live time the culture war shift right beneath your feet. I want to get to this debt ceiling fight because it's getting ugly right now for Biden. Biden screwed it up, man. There's no other way. He screws no other way to describe it. This guy totally, completely assed up this whole thing. He could not have screwed the debt ceiling debate up anymore. Folks, listen, man. Game theory this out. SWOT analysis, right? When you're playing poker, you don't like you, you don't go to bat there. With the pair of twos when the guy's got a full house. You can talk all the smack you want. Oh, look at me, man. I can fake better. Ultimately, you're going to have to show your cards. Biden doesn't have any cards. The Republicans run the House of Representatives, period. That's not open for dispute. You guys will do what I say or I'll do what? Say it again? What? He, has no, he had no dog in the fight. Even dumber with this idiot, Biden. Well, I'm not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. In other words, raising the amount of debt because we're still spending money we don't have. Very simple. I'm not going to negotiate. Okay. Well, 
That's your problem. Now he's retconning history. You know what retcons are? Your movie fans, when they put out like Michael Myers in version seven and they pretend the other six movies didn't exist. You never see that retconning? They do it all the time. They rewrite the history of the movie or they pretend it never happened. That's what he's doing now. Biden's retconning history. Here is Kareem Jean-Pierre. I'm going to play a supercut for you in a minute. Biden has repeatedly said, I will not negotiate on the debt ceiling, even though he had no choice. The Democrats are not in charge of the House. Here's Kareem Jean-Pierre, this absolute imbecile. Anybody changing their vote? No. Nobody? Certainly Sucks. not. He's certain that. So the worst press secretary by far in the history of the United States, even including people who talked about Steve Munchkin. This is the worst press secretary ever. Here's Kareem Jean-Pierre claiming that Biden, he's wanted to negotiate the whole time as if digital copies of everything they said aren't readily available, which I'll play next. Check this out. He said today that negotiations are hard and they take time. Did the president wait too long to engage with the Republicans on the negotiations that he's in the middle of right now? The president has been engaging or trying to engage with Republicans for months now, for months. Oh my gosh, this woman is an idiot. She is an idiot of the high. You know why she's dumb? Not because of what she just said. She knows she's lying. It's because she she's such a garbage can liar. Unlike Jen Psaki, who was, who was good at this, she's so untalented at it. She doesn't even try to make the lie believable. Here is a supercut of Kareem Jean-Pierre and the Biden team saying, we're not going to negotiate over the debt ceiling, claiming now they wanted to negotiate the whole time. Freaking liars. Take a look. We don't see any negotiation here. We don't see uh, anything that needs to be discussed. It's pretty simple and it's pretty straightforward. Uh, we believe that Congress has a constitutional duty to get this done. The president's stance on uh, negotiation stands, right, which is he does not believe, as it relates to the debt ceiling, uh, that we should be negotiating. We've been very clear. We're not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. He never came to the table to negotiate on the debt ceiling. That was not something that occurred. That is not something that's happening. We've been very clear. We're not negotiating around the debt ceiling. When you think about the debt limit, it is not negotiable. We should not be negotiating on the debt ceiling. There's no negotiation uh, that we will be having. The debt ceiling, it should be done without negotiation. There should be no negotiation. It should be done without conditions. We should not have to negotiate on this. Look, we've been very clear. We're not going to negotiate. We're just not going to negotiate on that. As the president said yesterday, he's happy to meet with Speaker McCarthy, but not on whether or not the debt limit gets extended. That is not negotiable, and we have been very clear about this. The president said he's happy to meet with McCarthy, but not on whether or not the debt limit gets extended. That's not negotiable. He is not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. Been very clear. That is not going to change. I mean, we've been very clear. Uh, look, uh, there shouldn't be negotiations. This is not negotiable. We are not going to negotiate. There's no negotiating around the debt limit. Again, the single dumbest person to ever occupy the office of press secretary for the White House. There has never been anyone dumber. Anyway, the worst liar you've ever seen. Maybe that's a compliment. Hat tip RNC research for that clip, by the way. Now, reporters, I think right now are starting to realize, again, they're not doing journalism here. Here's a reporter in the press room hitting Corrine Jean-Pierre. And I think they're starting to realize Biden screwed this thing up badly. Ladies and gentlemen, remember what I've told you. Joe, what do we say about the Kenny Rogers song, The Gambler? All the life advice you ever need yep. is in the Kenny Rogers song, The Gambler. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. And you got to know when to run. Biden is too freaking stupid. He didn't understand any of this. And he tried to pull an ace out of the hole he didn't have. Here's a reporter going, hey, you guys keep saying uh, you guys want to negotiate with them. But then you just did a whole presentation blasting the GOP. Like, which is it? Here, check this out. You just said repeatedly that you thought that talks had been productive. But you also opened the briefing by putting some House Republicans on blast that you put up on the screen. So how have talks been productive? So, look, um, we just laid out. I just laid out the facts. That's all. <sighs> It gets even worse. AOC had a job. I know, I know in the chat, I get it. Don't get mad at me. I, I can't stand putting AOC because the only one dumber than Kareem Jean-Pierre is AOC. I understand that. Here's AOC who doesn't understand simple math. She repeats the big lie again about negotiations that somehow the GOP didn't want to negotiate, which is just made up. I don't know what to tell you. And then she says something so stupid 
The House has already passed the debt ceiling hike. Does everybody listening understand that in the chat? I know you do. They have already passed the House a debt ceiling hike. Here's AOC. Uh, they don't have the votes. Did you idiot? They already passed it. Do you know how the House works? I'm not sure they have the votes. They passed the freaking bill already. You dipstick. Here, listen to this idiot. The reason why anyone is asking anyone on this stage about what we would vote for is because Kevin McCarthy needs our votes. Because Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the votes. Because Kevin McCarthy is going to the White House without a majority of his caucus. He does not have the what is necessary to negotiate. And for any any question about what anybody would settle for, he has responsibility to concede. So if he wants any Democratic support, he has to come to the table. And we have seen him over and over again say that he will not negotiate, that they are engaged in hostage taking, not negotiation, extortion, not conversation. And that is not something we can establish. It is not something we can reinforce in this country. The, the proposal that we see on this table right now that Kevin McCarthy and the Republican caucus have put down has been an absolute reject, rejection of the same reckless tax cuts that were passed in 2017. Did you, did you catch it? Did you catch it? She says they don't have the support. They don't have the votes. And then she says at the end, but the proposal they put up, what proposal they put on the table? You just said they don't have the votes. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? You mean the bill they, they passed? <laughs> what an idiot. She is so stupid. She is so dumb. I love the part two. Oh, he said he didn't want to negotiate. I just played for you the supercut. This is what happens when you elect a moron like this to Congress. <laughs> Here, this is great. This is just a little comic relief for you towards the end of the show. Uh, Steve Munchkin appeared in the, uh, the briefing room yesterday. If you don't know Steve Munchkin, I don't either, but maybe Kareem Jean-Pierre does. <laughs> Check this out. Uh, Stephen, Stephen um, Munchkin, Munchkin uh, said, and I quote, that doesn't make sense. The government should honor all of its obligations and the debt limit should be raised. We represent the Lollipop Guild. The Lollipop Guild. Steve Munchkin. Who the f- is Steve Munchkin? You mean Steve Mnuchin, the old press secretary? You freaking idiot. Holy Moses, someone get this woman flashcards in the back. Do like a, you know, like you, 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 you write it out. Ma-nu-chin, not Munchkin. It's not Steve Munchkin. There is no Steve Munchkin I know of who's been treasury secretary. There's an Arthur Mellon, but there's no Steve Munchkin. And he's not a member of the Lollipop Guild. What the? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. I had a lot more I had to get to. I'll get to it tomorrow. Oh, questions, right? Questions. I forgot about that. Let me take a note for the radio show. If you want to submit a question for tomorrow's show, we do an Ask Me Anything. Go to my Locals account or my True Social account. I'll put the post up right now. Questions for tomorrow's show. Submit them. We'll read them. I'm at Bongino on both. And uh, really appreciate it. Please check out uh, my uh, Apple and Spotify accounts. If you would, click follow or subscribe there. I would deeply appreciate it. And join us every day for the live chat. I love having you here. We're doing about 40,000 people a day, which is amazing considering we just started. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Every day, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Just click that follow button too. We're trying to get 3 million followers. We're almost there. Thanks so much, folks. I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.